Welcome to The Scoop, your weekly dose of internal talent news from here and around the globe. So grab your popcorn and open your mind as I hand you over to our anchors from Tarpod, Lauren Sharp and Craig Watson. Hey everyone, welcome to The Scoop. I'm Craig. And I'm Lauren. Woo, big week in news. Shit, I had a quiet one last week. We had to cut a lot out, didn't we? Oh my God, we could go on all bloody day. But anyway. <laughs> Why don't you start? Yeah. So I'm going to start across the ditch with our cousins in New Zealand. Businesses in are disappointed about the COVID rules still in place. Businesses across New Zealand were There's left still disappointed. Rules. Yeah, I was surprised oh, too. Taken aback there. Yeah. As the government announced that it would retain the country's isolation protocol for positive cases. So this week the government said individuals who are positive for COVID-19 would still be required to isolate for seven days. So this got me thinking. Seven days. Well, how bad is this? What's going on? Anyway, so I did a wee bit of research. Um, They're really low on their dose rates. That's what it came down to. I jumped on the old gov site over there. So they've got 89.3% of 12 years and over have completed their first uh, inoculation against COVID and the percentage on eligible 18 and over who've received their first booster, that's your second shot, everyone, is only 73.2 and it was 50-something for your third booster. So they, these guys over there need to get their vax rates Get pricking, New Zealanders. Oh, I know. I work with one. Um, so you've just got to... <laughs> So, yeah, that's why I think they've done this. But this is not good for business. It's not good for immigration, skilled workers. So, look, I think that New Zealand needs to get there. But what I can see could be totally wrong. Anyone out there listening, if I'm wrong, please reach out. Speaking of immigration, from Smart Company this week, applicants from ethnic backgrounds are 57% less likely in Australia to be considered for leadership roles despite identical resumes, a huge study shows. In contemporary Australia, a significant portion of business and political leaders are white individuals with English names. This raises the question, is there a glass ceiling for ethnic minorities in Australia? What do you think about that? I think there needs to be a change in attitude and not a glass ceiling myself because uh, if they want to throw Joe Johnson down there instead of uh, their original name, they're probably going to get an interview first. Yeah, exactly. Well, the report covered 12,000 job applications across 4,000 job adverts and found, like I said, 57% less likely. That sucks. And that's really poor form in a short candidate market. It is. And considering we're still going to have labour shortages running at a 3.5% unemployment rate, People, come on, get your head out of your bum. We're beyond that. Exactly. Well, I'm going to talk about my friend Elon. Your friend Elon. My Best friend part. Elon, I know. So Twitter's workforce, the, I, this is really nothing to do with any of us come high, hell or high water, I suppose, but Twitter's workforce, since he has taken over, is 80% down. After wow. carrying out widespread layoffs, Twitter's manpower is now down to 1,500 people or 80%, according to CEO Elon Musk. Here, I think it was around just under 8,000 and we're about 1,500 right now, Musk said in an interview with the BBC. Musk's remarks follow the company's recent massive downsizing efforts since he took over as CEO in November 2022. So that's six months roughly and he paid around 44 bill for it so he dropped some serious coin but um like he's hot he's got rid of key executives it's just insane and like the australian office is done it's shuttered it's gone um but with that many people going 
it begs the question to me for a technology platform, who's policing it from the bots? Who's policing it from the AI bots that are coming up through the market now with ChatGPT sort of going hell, hell for leather? Who's going to stop these little criminal networks getting in there and influencing another election? Yeah, I think that um, there'll be a lot of boards around the world in large companies watching this play out to see whether they can make the same sort of cuts, though. So it's, it's quite scary. Well, I think um, he might be pissing some of his $44 billion up against a wall if he's going to devalue the employees of the company that much. People will stop using the platform It's not if it's not going to have the security features it yeah. needs. Yeah. Hey, Lauren, you just mentioned my favourite topic, I chat know. GPT. So I'm going to give you one more little thing, and people may be sick of it, but I, I love the little – every week there's something new. Oh, so um, according to – Ars, Ars Technica, A-R-S Technica. Ars? Ars Technica. They, they did chatbot GTP AI bots were deemed to be more human in a role-playing game than actual humans. So they set up a whole lot of chat GPT bots in like a sim simulation and they were making decisions that were even better than humans. They were think, doing things like they wake up, cook breakfast, head to work, artists paint, authors write. They form opinions, notice each other, initiate conversations and remember and reflect on the days past as they plan for tomorrow's work. Wow. Wow. How fucking boring. Really? But don't you think that that is really interesting? If we're, um, we keep talking about how we need humans um, in the process to be human, mm. this is showing that perhaps we don't. But then it's not human, though, if they're going to be so robotic and so on the money every time. Humans vary. They make decisions on the fly. They can change things up. They can insult Craig at any point in time <laughs> they want to, whereas I bet you a bot can't do that. Well, not as well as you, that's for sure. But well, I, I, I'm going to, one day I'm going to get you to say something really positive about ChatGPT. Well, GPT. I'm going to say something positive about AI in a minute, all right? So, well, over to you. Yes. Well, LinkedIn Talent Solutions this week released its latest global Global report, the future Ooh. of recruiting 2023. Which lists 17 predictions for recruitment over the next year. I grabbed a couple out of it, but I suggest having a good read of that one, everyone. It's interesting to read. Uh, I picked out the AI to offer increased support. So I think the AI well, this is what it says. With AI technology developing rapidly, using it in recruitment is becoming a no-brainer. 74% of hiring pros already automate repetitive tasks and 67% say it makes sourcing candidates faster and easier. I'd have to agree it's coming and there are definitely places to use it to support our roles and to automate our simple um, tasks. Mm -hmm. But also 81% of in-house recruiting pros say they need to work more closely with L&D in the future. Right. There you go. That was another little snippet out of this report. So I'd suggest jump on in, have a bit of a read. Yeah, no, that's very, very interesting. And, and that report, I've had a good look at it too, and there's some really interesting bits in there, so get around it. Hey, our good friends at Corn Ferry – have released an article titled, Has the Greatest Job Market in History Ended? Now, now, we know that parts of it have. Pushing back hiring decisions, promoting internally to fill open roles rather than increasing headcount, capping salary increases, calling workers bluff when they say they'll quit if they're required to return to the office. All these things point to a softening market. But what Corn Ferry have said, even if we are ending this job market, we've learned a lot out of it. So one of the things says that uh, it's left in lasting changes. For one, companies are still seeking leaders who can build and sustain inclusive workforces. They're very, very clear about that. And all 
also that the um, remote work in some form is going to persist and they're looking for managers and individual contributors who can thrive even when they're not working in close proximity to one another. Mm, that's a skill. It is a skill. skill. It is a skill. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Uh, this one, um, we have mentioned the federal government's proposed same job, same pay reforms. And I picked up a little piece in there when we're getting into the contractors and contingent workforce that um, – Reforms are, and I'm quoting this one here, ignorant of the factors that determine workers' wages and potentially cause major compliance headaches for the staffing sector, according to RCSA CSO Charles Cameron. Meanwhile, a resource sector employer association warns the proposals are too broad and clumsy. Yeah, look, I'm all for same job, same pay, but when you really get into this, there's a lot to go into and it's got to be not just sweeping changes for every industry applying along the line because, you know what, a contingent worker in the tech industry compared to someone working a casual job yep. over at 7-Eleven is very bloody different on the pay scale. Yeah. So you, they, the Labor government need to be mindful of this and not do just sweeping changes, I think, that what mm. they have done in the past because – Little union sweeteners. Oh, far out. Yeah. Anyway. I No, I tend to agree. Hey, JP Morgan, and this is from Routers, JP Morgan has told senior bankers they need to return to the office five days a week in a memo. So they told its managing directors to work from the office for five days a week. Um, our leaders pay, play a critical role in reinforcing our culture and running our businesses, the bank's operating committee wrote in the memo. They have to be visible on the floor and they must meet with clients. They need to teach and advise. They should always be accessible for immediate feedback and impromptu meetings. Bang. If, my question to you, Lauren, is if they're making the senior executives come back five days a week, how long before they make everyone come back five days a week? Yeah, not long. Not long at all, is it? Mm, Yeah. Mm, JP Morgan employees? They're going to start with the seniors and the grads and then slowly work their way back to the middle, I think. Exactly right. Yeah. Anyway, on to employee well-being. During oh. COVID, we were all on wellbeing programs and let's look after each other and let's care about people's mental stability, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Anyway, HRD magazine has employees' wellbeing plunges from COVID and to financial concerns. Australian employees are suffering financially, physically and mentally, according to a new report from Gartner which found that overall employee wellness is on the decline. Mm. So Gartner's Global Talent Monitor Survey, which included responses from 992 Australians, found that overall employee wellness dropped to 34.5% in the fourth quarter of 22. Wow. Um, in addition to the pandemic, Australians are now battering the financial stress of, you know, we've got mortgages, we've got interest rate rises, the cost of living. Everything is going up, 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 up. So it's not just about increased workload and burnout. We're battling um, all these other things and cost of living. I, I can't imagine what it'd be like to have three kids in a private school and be a wage earner and do all this. And I, and I think the prediction that came out of this article, Craig, I found quite interesting that we could trigger another spike in quiet quitting. Ooh, gee, that will be interesting given the current market. Final one for me for today, and I know you've got more because you always have. Um, A very interesting side point for people who are looking to work remotely, and this comes from um, businessinsider.com. A employee at the Society for Human Resource Management, 
wanted to move states recently and suggested to their CEO that they could work remotely. So the CEO decided to outsource the company's other employees' role to someone in India and the offshoring of the position saved around 40% in labour costs. So be very, very careful if you say that you don't need to be in the office because they might ship your job offshore. And that's coming from a HR company. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a world we live in. Good form, peeps. Good form. Yeah. So my final one for the day is in contradiction to what uh, Corn Ferry have just said. Ooh. Yeah, I'm taking this. Global talent shortage gets worse. According to a recent study from global staffing firm, God, I can't speak all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. Manpower Group, a staggering 77% of employees around the world are experiencing difficulties in filling job vacancies. So making the highest talent shortage in 17 years, according to Manpower Group. Now, they're global. They're pretty bloody big. So their survey comprised of 39,000 employers from 41 countries. It showed a 2% increase in the struggle to fill positions compared to the previous year. So this rate is more than twice the 31% reported in 2010. Is that a coincidence that Corn Ferry and Manpower don't agree with each other? No, not at all. (laughs) But anyway... Like they did go on to say about the IT sector are facing significant talent crunches with 78% of employers in that industry encountering hiring challenges still, even though we're seeing big redundancies in the tech sector. Crazy. It's. I think we've had this stat before. The tech people that are getting made redundant are not because they're bad staff or anything. They are great and they're getting – the majority of them are getting snapped up Mm. really bloody quickly so it's not alleviating that and i think if anyone out there is thinking that it is you've got your head under a rock so a little few things that they went on to um show that how companies are dealing with staff shortages yeah so 71 percent are upskilling and reskilling existing staff good uh 51 are filling new roles with new staff 43% of new tech to aid productivity Mm -hmm. and 37% of more contract and temp roles to fill those gaps. There you go, hey. It's a funny world we're living in at the moment, news-wise. It is, and it's been a massive week in news on The Scoop this week. There is a lot more we could have come at you with, but we would have needed a good half-hour television show, and that requires a lot of... And no one's got time for that shit. Oh, the amount of makeup Craig would have to put on. (laughs) On that note, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me, everybody. Stay classy. Shepherd and woo.